0: Ah, uh, <laughs> another day, another dollar, another episode of <laughs> Corporate Lunch. This is the Customer Service Fashion Podcast brought to you by GQ Style. I'm Noah Johnson here with the usual folks, Rachel Seville, Tastian, represent Sam Hein Productions, Hey, uh, my colleagues, my brothers and sisters in style. Congratulations to uh, you both and everyone else, uh, else on uh, the Oscars.
1: Thank you. Thanks. Um, Style's biggest night. We
2: all won. We did all win. In our own way. Uh, let's go
0: through some favorite moments just real quick. I'm sure everyone is exhausted as I am in hearing about it. Um, I because feel like it just began. It did just begun. I don't know. I felt unsatisfied by some of the winners, but you know, happy for everyone nonetheless. My favorite movie was The Favorite.
1: I liked The Favorite too.
0: Sam. Um,
2: Sam's never seen a movie I've never before. Seen a movie. Sam's
0: not allowed to watch R-rated movies. <laughs> he
1: so. doesn't know that actually there's a there are things like photographs, but they move.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm Moving glad Jimmy. Pictures. I'm glad
2: Jimmy Chin won. Yeah, Jimmy Chin. What the up, homie?
0: That he is the homie, the big uh, homie. That was pretty tight. And um, some people wore some outfits. I thought um, really the most notable moments of the night were the accessories.
1: Big night for accessories.
0: I'm a huge fan of Mahershala Ali's formal beanie Yeah, by Gigi Burris. You did some reporting on that for GQ.com. I did. What did you discover?
1: Well, there was a little bit of debate last night as to whether or not he was wearing... A beanie or another kind of hat.
0: Yeah, I saw people saying beanie, and I was ruffling my feathers a little bit because I thought this hat must have a different name.
1: It but- has. A, well, it has a nice structure to it. Yeah, but what it as it turns out, it's uh, it is. The designer Gigi Burris confirmed for me. She said it would, would be appropriate to call it a formal beanie. So she works with, she hand blocks like felt hats. Mm-hmm. That's primarily what she does. That's the old timey
0: way to make a proper hat. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: And you basically like shape the hat to this wooden block mm-hmm. by using steam and rope and like kind of tying the fabric around this block and manipulating cool. it. Very cool. Um, so this was kind of her way of doing a structured beanie. She told me that she thought of like doing a big cuff in the way that a beanie has a cuff, and then mm-hmm. a little bit of a like dent in the top. Right.
0: It's made of felt, rabbit felt. do You think?
1: Velour finish felt.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I thought he looked great. What What was the rest of his fit? Do you know?
1: I actually don't know what the rest of his fit was. All right.
0: And then, uh, and then Jason, uh, the big homie. Uh, what's his? Last, how do you say his last name? Momoa. Momoa. Yeah. Momoa,
1: Jason Momoa,
0: the big homie Jason Momoa wore a pink scrunchie, a pink velvet scrunchie, pink uh, velvet scrunchie. on his wrist that matched his pink velvet suit.
1: I know. What's incredible is that he was wearing. He's a an extremely tall man mm-hmm. with beautiful long hair, mm-hmm. wearing a pink velvet suit with one of the most beautiful women in the world, also wearing a pink velvet dress that coordinated. And everyone's freaking out about the scrunchie. Like I love that. That's
0: genius. <laughs> It's a little crazy, actually, when you put it that way, that that is the notable thing. Uh, I feel a little bad, maybe, but I don't know. He knew what he was doing. He's got a scrunchie on his wrist.
1: I think he knew what he was doing, but also Fendi knew what they were doing because yeah. they put a Fendi label on the scrunchie, you know, like, and that's, that's like classic Carl Lagerfeld, you know, like he's not going to have someone muss up or like sully their look with something that doesn't coordinate with the rest of the thing.
0: He's like, if, if Momo is going to show up with a scrunchie, it's going to be my, I'm going to take control I'm gonna of the scrunchie but yeah <laughs> it's well, a
1: gesund Kunstwerk.
0: jason said at the uh vanity fair party that carl designed the suit around the scrunchie so apparently it was a scrunchie first uh a cr- scrunchie first get down um yeah Lead i back it i back it as a man with long luxurious hair myself i haven't i haven't gone scrunchie quite yet i don't i don't in fact i don't really put my hair up I don't think he does either. Did he ever even put his hair up?
1: He didn't. I think he was just there for the scrunchie. One thing I do want to say, like not to promote myself, but like yeah. what else is this podcast for? Right. Is that um I would like to add that last week one of my vibes was like men hair, men's hair accessories.
0: You said barrettes, but we'll give it to you. Yeah, but still. We're and then in like the, the right week zone.
1: before I said seashells and Cardi B wore that seashell dress.
0: Yeah, you're a so little like, bit of a So what am profit. I going
1: to say this week?
0: Pay attention, <laughs> pay attention, folks. If we get around to thirteen vibes this time around, maybe Rachel's gonna say something prophetic again. Um, probably she'll just say like pizza and sweaters and other <laughs> stuff. Uh, <laughs> a little shady. Uh, all right, Terry Crews wore a bib. Uh, I got a little excited. Uh, I thought, I thought you know, Virgil strikes again. Terry Crews is an unexpected uh, subject for his for the bib saga. Turns out. Maybe Virgil didn't design the bib. Nope. Maybe it's just a very suspiciously similar bib. Uh,
2: Of all people, Fox News got the exclusive on Terry's bib. They talked to him on the red carpet, and Terry Crews revealed that it was, in fact, of his own design, for his own label, called Amen and Amen. He said, quote, I did, we did it ourselves, everything from top to bottom. So, the news to me is that
0: Terry Crews has a clothing line. (laughs) and uh,
1: he's got like so advanced <laughs> yeah
0: very quickly became extremely
1: advanced. accessory uh
0: imitation is the highest form of flattery he's uh, faster
1: than fashion nova with kim kardashian's outfits.
0: terry cruz may be operating the the men's equivalent of fashion nova currently without any of us knowing until now um but you know as a as a devoted follower of the fashion bib the the mid-layer the harness um I thought it was an interesting development. Uh, I'm going to leave it at that, Terry Crews. We love you. Uh, all right, you know I'm going to be honest. Otherwise, I didn't. I didn't feel like there are too many super memorable moments. Who wore Birkenstocks? Um... Last Frances McDormand. Frances McDormand Birkin socks. That was pretty tight.
1: That was really tight.
0: She, she won uh, Best Actress last year, right? So she was just like, fuck it, I'm wearing whatever I want.
1: Yeah, I guess. But the thing that was cool about it was that she was wearing, it wasn't like a hot pink dress, but it was kind of like an orangey pink, like a neon coral. Yeah. And then her sandals were yellow, which is a pretty advanced color combination. Like she definitely knew what she was doing. She's like, yeah, I'm going to wear Birkenstocks, but I'm going to make it look really cool. You back it. I totally back it. Yeah,
0: good. Other notable Oscars night uh, fashion events that we must discuss.
2: Everyone wore tight pants.
0: Everyone wore really tight pants. The looks were very slim. The men's trousers were mostly very slim. And I, I just think that's where... That's what's considered fashionable amongst most Hollywood stylists, which is funny because it's not what you see on runways. So I don't really think we're seeing designers putting forward their, like, putting putting their most forward-looking fits on for Oscars night. It's not really what it's about. But
1: I think that— um, Pharrell
0: wore shorts. That was legendary. And Mark Ronson looked awesome in something that looked like pajamas. But
1: Yeah, the pajama suit was cool. I think you have to think about, like— Uh, uh, red carpet style is kind of like a trickle down right so like the 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 like actors are the at the bottom of the trickle down even though they're the most famous yeah like musicians probably why musicians do it first
0: they get it first they get the big they take the big risks
1: right and then once they see enough musicians do it then actors will be like okay cool i can wear the big pants now yeah because no one is making skinny pants like that even Eddie Slimane did some, mm-hmm. like, wider leg pants. Well, men. I
0: look forward to it trickling down onto that Oscar's red carpet. Jinkos, want to see some.
2: <laughs> That's a transition.
0: Some flowy <laughs> fabrics.
2: Well, there were some notable absences, right? Gucci didn't dress anyone major. Celine, Vuitton had a knockoff bib.
0: Yeah, we didn't necessarily see all the heavy hitters out there with the with the fits this Oscar season. We've
2: only seen um
1: Timothy Chalamet and Menseline, right? We haven't seen anyone else. I guess that's right. I mean, you got to be a slender little snake to wear that stuff.
0: <laughs> slender little Sam Heine snake. Got <laughs> <laughs> <Cut> that. <out. laughs> I always love um during the during events uh, to be on Twitter because uh, that's how I feel most connected to like-minded people.
1: <laughs> it's also the best Twitter. Awards Twitter is the best Twitter.
0: Yeah, it's, it's an irresistible event. Um, and one of my favorite people to follow along with is Mordecai Rubenstein, the legend Mr. Mort, friend of the pod, my, my dear neighbor um wacky guy in some some respects but but incredibly smart when it comes to fashion and men's style especially more traditional stuff so you really want to pay attention but he had some I guess some hot takes you'd say regarding watches and formal events and I'm going to read a tweet Mordecai said if you just bear with me for a second here if you are attending a black tie event it is being hosted by someone and wearing a watch signals that you are concerned with time which would be construed as an insult to the host. What? Do you have somewhere else to be than this fancy party I invited you to? That last part sort of in quotes made me think. Someone I saw someone point out like, you know, I don't want, I wouldn't want to be at any party where like my watch would insult the host, which I think is sort of a fair assessment, but I did appreciate the uh That level of thinking, that type of thinking about what you're wearing and the message it sends.
1: A level of consideration that a lot of people don't have.
0: And it's not just like, well, yeah, exactly. It's a a level that goes beyond, like, how does the thing just look on you or whatever? But it's like, consider the situation, all these things. I don't know that I agree with Mordecai's point. I think it's interesting. I retweeted it and said, I like this. I like it because I like the way he's thinking. I don't know that I agree. Because, like, I mean, come on. Retweets are not endorsements. Uh, Cartier... You know, a, a gold Cartier tank with a black Croc band, like especially the really smaller cool. women's size on a, on a men's and a tux, like that's so solid. I don't know why you wouldn't do that. Mordecai was pointing out, I think, big watches that would get caught, that would show above your shirt sleeve. I think you want your your shirt sleeve to cover the watch.
2: Maybe you want to like inherit your grandmother's Cartier tank. That's yeah, I think like so should, old and busted that it doesn't even tell time anymore. And you can right. wear that. Yeah, I think you should wear a woman's so you're not. Uh, I think you should wear
1: a woman's dress. <laughs>
0: Um, we're here on top of the fashion world, in the fashion tower, in the fashion capital of America. I have something to admit. I just bought a new pair of jeans.
1: That's wild. Tell us a little bit about them. Um,
0: I was compelled to buy a pair of jeans from Camille Fortunes, uh, the, the, uh, the designer from Amsterdam. Uh, I bought a pair of jeans from his spring collection because they looked so cool. I just (laughs) had to have them. (laughs) 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 (sighs) Crying. (laughs) Sam just pulled up the Essence jeans page on his computer. Yeah, I have something to admit. I just bought a pair of jeans. I bought a pair of Camille Fort jeans. They're called Easy Pants. They're denim. They're from Cone Mills, actually, which is the the defunct denim mill in where was it North Carolina? Mm-hmm. It yeah. boy went out of business last year. R.A.P. That was a sad uh, event in menswear, I guess. Anyway, he must have got some some rolls of fabric and he made some crazy like carpenter jeans that are. Sort of big and baggy and cropped and weird and have lots of frayed edges and are constructed in a very weird Margiela esque manner where you see all the sort of guts of them. And I just thought they were interesting and that they were going to look cool, so I got them. But more importantly, is uh, their jeans. I bought jeans. Never thought. Who thought that was going to happen? When was the last time you guys bought jeans?
2: A couple weeks ago.
0: What? Rachel? But just a normal pair of
2: Two vintage Five hundred ones. Two
0: years ago for Rachel. Couple weeks ago for Sam.
2: Here's a question: What what are the what's the defining gene of our era?
0: You, that's a good question. So what that question presupposes is that that uh, American history can be uh, tracked and understood by through the course of different fits of genes.
2: Yeah. So the '90s we had chincos, right? Yeah. The and and like skate jeans, I guess. That was the, a the big thousands. Thing, big thing that happened. The '00s were uh, skinny. skinny jeans. And yeah. D- design
0: there was a designer denim thing in there. It
1: was stre- it was
0: stretchy. Stretchy, stretchy sort of skinny. boot cut low yeah. rise, lots of elaborate back po- pocket stitching. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And then that sort of seeded to like you know raw denim and stuff like that in the early 2000 teens, mm-hmm. thanks to APC. I'd mm-hmm. say like the petite standard was sort of a big maybe not for American.
0: I wore new standards just for the record but
2: oh, sorry. <laughs> um you know as petite as I am. Um <laughs> And then now we're sort of in the in like the era of, I don't know what, designer jeans of all kinds and shapes and sizes and washes?
0: Well, the dilemma that jeans face is that pants are so much more interesting than they ever have been. So jeans have a lot of competition. Pants are the way... What did, John Mayer just did a whole uh, TV show. What does he have? An Instagram show?
1: Yeah, an Instagram TV What's show. What's it called? Current uh, Mood. Current
0: Mood was all about pants. I watched some of it and he pants out he proposed a theory yeah that you dress pants out rather than shirt down or what was it shoes up mm. i don't know what it was but he says that you should build your outfit around your pants which is absolutely true and pants are the way that you signify your sort of like fashion iq you know like for for men i think the 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 width and length and detail and pattern and everything of your pant is kind of like it says it all
1: yeah that's true
0: it used to be your shoes or your haircut or your watch or something but now I just think you got to you, you judge a man by his pants. Period. But it left jeans in kind of a weird place like I don't really know it, it, no one necessarily wanted jeans to be that interesting but at, at least at first but now I think it's like getting there so like the high fashion jean thing is the thing that's really happening and then of course the 501 and all its many iterations. I mean it's the- kind of hanging strong.
2: Yeah, during the era of cool pants most of the you know the denim companies all kind of disappeared there's or no jeans doing other brands stuff. anymore yeah
0: there used to be denim brands right
1: yeah but now i think that we want if we want a pair of jeans and we want we want either like a levi's 501 right right because it's like people want the best original version of things right now like yeah that's just kind of the way like you don't want like a gussied up version of like the classic thing you just want the classic thing yeah or designers are like smart enough and interesting enough now that they're making jeans that fit into our wardrobes better than like someone who just designs jeans could right
0: do. the other thing is that right now there's a million different like like segments because there's the still the whole like Amiri John Elliot like skinny d- mega distressed torn up kind of jean thing happening right That's popular. It remains popular. Jeans trends die hard, I think.
1: Yeah, they really do. You can't like bring back a pair of jeans from a couple of years ago. No.
0: God, no. Although I wish I could bring back my drawers jeans from the 90s because that was a really dope skate denim brand. But RIP, never to be uh, seen or found again, except maybe on some rare eBay auction. Um, I think it's cool that there's been a lot of attempts to take Levi's 501s and make them uh, like even more desirable somehow. So there's like Redone and B-Sides or or these like these brands that find old pairs and like
1: fix them, revive them, yeah. fix them,
0: make them interesting, take them apart and recut them. I get that didn't catch up, catch on as much with men as it did with women, right? Is, is. No, it did. Redone. It did. Yeah. yeah. Is Redone women like still Redone. really popular with women?
1: Yeah, it definitely is.
0: Because it's hard because I feel like you want – you see vintage Levi's and you're like, yeah, I want that kind of like high-waisted, slouchy, like perfect fade. But when you go to a thrift store and start digging around, it's actually hard to find. You have to like put on a million pairs and then you just land on one that works for you. Because 30-year-old jeans have been washed a billion times and none of them will have the same fit. They're right. Like well, and
1: also like if you – like, a pair of jeans like that has been fitted to, like, someone's body from them wearing That's kind of gross, huh? Again. Yeah, I know. It is pretty
0: gross. Like, how many times some old guy farted in these jeans before <laughs> Redone got them and stitched them back together and sold them for $600 or $300? What kind of jeans
2: did you just buy at uh, the Front Street? I bought 501s. Some nice made in the USA.
0: Are they uh, red line?
2: Do they have selvage? No, they on? don't. They do have those at, at Front General, but they're good and they know... Um, what everything's worth. So those are like more like $300, but the majority of the jeans that they have are under hundred.
0: The interesting thing is that it seems there are no denim brands, but there are no brands that don't really, that don't do denim. That's like true. Like everyone has it. And I, and I think that like, I like to see obviously Eckhouse Lada has built a lot of their freaky fashion business on their denim program. It seems to me, or at least that's probably like the more accessible, like approachable thing people want mm-hmm. from them. Um, and I think like like the 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 hot kind of like buzzy brands that pop up like GMBH, you know that yeah mm-hmm. that um sort of semi mysterious label like they do a ton of denim. J W Anderson does a bunch of interesting jeans for his brand and for Loueve. Um, Alix always has kind of crazy denim, whether they have like bondage straps or or like uh, prints and stuff on them. So, and then of course like Gucci with you can get a right. pretty sick giant Yankees logo stitched onto your jeans <clears throat> sort of like a tuxedo stripe thing
1: do you know what's interesting to me about that is that none of those brands are based in the United States yeah and I think of jeans as being a very American garment like maybe the most American garment
0: jeans hip-hop and skateboarding and the, what's also the great American yeah, inventions yeah
1: and what's also funny about that is like all of those denim brands that were those premium denim brands that we're thinking about those were like thriving during the last great moment of patriotism (laughs) and i just wonder if like this lack there's a connection yeah if this if this kind of the fact that we've now outsourced all of our like jeans aside from levi's to like jw anderson and like uh you know camille fortunes who's based in
0: amsterdam amsterdam yeah
1: Yeah. and and a who's based in florence or milan
0: somewhere in italy yeah
1: it is just that, like, we have no idea how to conceive of ourselves. And we're like, let's just oh, let other people what they so tell us. We're so lost. Yeah, we're so lost.
0: Well, we brought the great uh, Raph Simmons here to to do his thing at Calvin Klein. Didn't quite work out, you know? It, so it goes. But one, like, that seemed like a great opportunity for there to be a Calvin, a CK Jeans comeback, that would have been, I guess it was in the works maybe. It wasn't like a top priority. I think
1: he was very aware though of the fact that he was playing with American themes very specifically. I I remember I went to, he and Sterling Ruby did a talk in Boston, uh, I think last spring. And they were talking about how Sterling Ruby, I think was saying like that the two of them were very aware when they came to Calvin Klein that this was a way for them to fuck with Americana. Yeah. And I wonder if even, you know, even though the Calvin Klein thing like didn't work out uh, and, you know, like the sales weren't great on it, it was obviously like very influential. And I wonder if that kind of European approach to denim is just what we're seeing now.
0: There's definitely still like a, there's still a lot of people that wear like true religion, right?
1: no i don't think rappers so. no there were rappers who wear true religion I mean, like Lil
2: uzi wears true true religion sometimes but yeah. it's sort of that's, unclear how serious he's that's yeah. fading
1: he's pretty nostalgic in his yeah. brand choices
2: right
0: like that's a re- he's referencing like a trend of the recent past mm-hmm. not necessarily a trend of the moment that's sort of a a uh, real mind fuck it's kind of hard to keep up with like
1: that he has the most incredible brain
2: yeah should we talk about Japanese jeans? Yeah. I mean, they make American <clears throat> jeans better than American Yeah, jeans I think companies. it's pretty niche though.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think things I I think that market of like historical reproductions is probably like still has some sort of stronghold and I'll probably piss off a lot of people by even saying this, but it seems to me a lot of the Japanese Fashion stuff is really, like, kind of about, like, softening and, like, something really, like, relaxed and easy and not so much that, like, hardcore historic um, reproduction of, like, leather jackets and, and denim jeans that you can't really walk or move in until you've worn them for several years. A lot of the jeans that, uh, like, there are Japanese brands like Arts and Science, which is a brand I love, is one of the coolest Japanese brands. Yaka, Graph Paper, Unused, like, they all make really just beautiful faded, uh, basically like five hundred one. Sometimes with like slightly exaggerated fits, but just like really gorgeous. Because when, when washes I
2: think when I think of Japanese
0: in the like three to five hundred dollars price range, which yeah. is a little harsh.
2: When I think of Japanese jeans, I think of unwashed, just raw indigo, super heavy. But you're saying that there's a that there's a movement in Japan to towards the washed, um, sort of like designer dad jean.
0: Vibe. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Mm. At least at least from a lot of the brands that I follow. I, I think, you know, in the things like the the raw denim world, like that's not necessarily like a trend, you know? Like for some people it is, but for a lot of people that's like a way of life. That's just right. going to like, yeah. that's always going to be the thing. But I, I you just don't see it anymore. I mean, when was the last time you saw somebody walking around in a pair of raw denim? Like, yeah, I'm breaking these things in, you know? You just don't, you don't see it that much anymore here or in Japan or anywhere.
1: The only time I've seen it, I think, is when a designer like Matthew Adams Dolan or Vicera is using it not as a pair of pants. Well, what do they do with
0: it? They make like, it
1: into like a giant expanse of sculptural clothing. Right. <laughs> oh, should we talk about jeans advertisements?
0: Sure. I mean, I yeah.
1: Some of the best and most important fashion advertising comes from jeans.
0: Well, it seems like so much of... Like which, like what?
1: Well, nothing gets between me and my Calvins. Yeah. And also the Ek House Lada ads. Yeah. For jeans. Right. That was like strangely one of the most like potent fashion ad campaigns of the last couple of years. Was that the one like with- everyone was talking about that. The cu- couples, couples having have sex. sex. It was
0: pornographic. Yeah. Were they wearing jeans? Well, no. It's like half uh, on, uh, half yeah. off. You I saw think, jeans uh, in the photos yeah. though, right? Yeah. And then but they, they well, were then like th- hard, they were X-rated images. Mm-hmm. Blurred out, but- Right, tight. <laughs> well, I think going back to Rachel's point about the historical importance of, or the relationship between what's happening with genes in America and what's happening in the like sociopolitical climate is an important one. Thank you, Noah. So, what does it mean that we don't have like a <clears throat> we an have to American... go to war again? Well, if you, it seems like the. Yeah. With who? Sweden?
1: We could go to war with any... Well, that would be interesting because then it would be like acne versus, you know, American denim. (laughs) Jeans are probably the most personal clothing, too. Like, everyone... Like, it's not like there's a situation where everyone wants the same jeans. I mean, once in a while there is, but jeans are something that, like, you want for, like, how certain... Like, how they fit certain parts of your body.
0: That's a very good point. But it wasn't always like that.
1: No, it wasn't always like that. Yeah. I remember, okay, so I was once reading a a story in the New York Times and Kathy Horn was um interviewing Mark Perry when he bought Barney's and she was speaking about like the legacy of Barney's prior to his purchasing it and she was saying that they had invented the denim bar. Oh yeah. Which was like you would go up to this big wall of jeans yeah. and someone
0: would help you find the jeans for you. That's right. That used that was a big deal. That was a really big I mean a deal. lot of yeah, a lot of businesses were like built yeah that way.
1: Yeah. I wish more stuff was like that.
0: I guess the idea was like yeah, it, it, it's like your body there's a perfect pair for you. You just got to find them.
2: Everything should just be a bar at stores.
0: I know a
1: bar would be really cool.
2: I mean I think it says something that the last like it jean was one that molded to your body and like you know, sort of like rubbed in outlines of your like wallet and keys and like dip tin or whatever, your dip which is the APC. Uh, Throw in a lipper. Yeah. <laughs> um. Like the whole idea was that these jeans that everyone wants become like your personal pair that nobody right. else can have and that doesn't fit anyone else.
0: Well, right. I think maybe a big what we're talking about or what we're seeing is like people don't really dress in that way anymore people don't dress in the way that's like the right way for them i think people have plenty of like quirk and idiosyncrasy and like different ways of expressing themselves through the weird weird stuff they want to wear and buy but it's it's like it's not it's not that specific in that way it doesn't have a you wouldn't go up to a bar and be able to sort of like personalize order that thing it's like you want that thing because you've seen it you know you want that colorway of the triple S because that's the one that you've just decided you crave. That's the one that will complete your life. But it's not like the 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 right one for you based on some like fact sheet or something that you could draw up.
1: I agree with you. I think also people to that point get dressed more in a kind of collage way than they yeah. did before. That's right. And like, why would you waste? Your pant opportunities on just a pair of jeans when yeah. you could do something with like a little bit of a pattern to it or something that had an interesting fit or cut.
0: Yeah, I back that. What What's the future hold? What do you think? Depends Eddie on who Slimane wins the election. When, when it's true, Eddie. Yeah, in Elizabeth Warren's America, we are all wearing five hundred ones again. Um, Eddie, when he took his bow for the first Celine show, was wearing a beautifully faded pair of like slim raw denim. They looked like they could have been Dr. Homme jeans from like 2007. Uh, they just had that like natural fade that where you were like, yeah, those. that's the pair he's been wearing forever. And uh, I w- that was pretty compelling as a thing I could see happening and in, again.
2: And in his first full men's show that he um, showed in Paris last month, there was a pair of denim that were not skinny. Yeah. Um, But were pretty like... Almost 501-ish, maybe even a little bit wider and cuffed um, at the bottom. I mean, that's if that's the new sort of Eddie and Celine direction. Then that who you, knows?
0: he he has the ability to propose a possible future
2: in tooth in the and
0: with likelihood of, of uh, becoming real.
2: At Dior, everything followed in his wake. And and what you said about Amiri and all those brands that are still doing the tight slashed stuff. I mean, that's all just sort of like like Eddie era Saint Laurent. one thing that
0: I think is true though is like one reason why jeans have sort of fallen other than all the other reasons we've said one reason why they feel less important now is because it's harder to do them with more like volume it's just harder it's just weirder like a big like chino or corduroy pant or suit pant or whatever else you can like pleat it and cut it in all types of interesting ways but I feel like denim like kind of wants to be of a certain sort of fit and it can be like baggy and slouchy but it's hard to do like real voluminous denim isn't it? Yeah. This I is mean, true. you just end up having actual Jankos, which it, no one really wants. That.
2: <laughs> yeah, jenkos might have ruined the voluminous jean.
1: I think voluminous jeans, though, are happening. They're just not happening in pants.
2: They're happening in
1: like shirts and dresses, yeah. and even in like gowns and that yeah. sort of. Thing. Yeah. Like big huge again, if you go to like cool. Matthew Adams Dolan is making huge, huge pieces of denim, but they aren't jeans.
0: Okay. I like that. I like the sound of that.
1: I also wonder if there's someone who's primed to move into the gene space as a, and I hate this word, but as a disruptor. And I wonder if that person could be Rihanna. We've, we're hearing that Rihanna is like doing her own line at yeah. LVMH. Right. And what she's done with makeup has been really crazy. Yeah. What she's done with undergarments has been pretty wild. What she did at Puma was also like yeah pretty disruptive so I just I could see her being like okay like I'm doing a designer jean line now
0: I think if someone I would wear Rihanna jeans just for the record I I'd put me down for that I think if the idea of someone you don't see it anymore but the idea of someone just coming out with a single product brand is appealing I love that has that, have we seen that?
2: She's no Rihanna, but Stevie Dance, she uh, introduced Feel Jeans, which is just one, one. it's only one pair of jeans. Yeah. And it's offered in a couple different different, um, it's offered in a range of very, waist sizes and, a co- and like two different lengths, I think. Very good Instagram account. Yeah. It's
0: lots of her beautiful friends having fun in her jeans, mostly partially nude.
1: You see people doing like one-off lines, especially in women's wear, but it's, it's again, it's like really weird and particular things.
2: Yeah. And because there's just always an impulse to introduce more stuff. Once Remember the jeans right. catch on.
0: a right. year ago, that brand, the cords launched. Yeah. yeah. I think it's gone already. Seriously. Right? Uh, do they still have a the store? Corduroy only brand. It was a right. corduroy, the corduroy only brand, but it was sort of a full collection. There was like shirts, jackets and pant, pants, but I feel like it's gone quiet.
2: Yeah. They opened like, didn't they a open shit ton a store of stores, right? in New York? Yeah. They did. In Soho. And they had a shop and shop at Bergdorf's.
0: Yeah. I just think, even just backing up a little bit about where we're at with jeans, I mean, I just think that all the brands you already love for doing other stuff do really good jeans too. Like, Our Legacy has really cool jeans. La Mer has really cool jeans. JW Anderson does really cool jeans. I think, and then if you, you know, Noah makes jeans, Supreme makes mm-hmm. jeans, like, they're they're kind of everywhere and everyone can do them and everyone does them in or not not lots of people are doing them in interesting ways so it's sort of just like satisfying the market somehow in that way i think we should launch a denim brand corporate lunch jeans cljs corporate lunch agree. denim
1: nothing gets between me and my corporate lunch
0: <laughs> <laughs> what will be the next pair of jeans you're going to buy you haven't bought a pair of jeans in 2 years you didn't say what they were
1: so I bought this pair of jeans in Mexico from this great designer, Carla Fernandez, and they're like a very wide, almost like rounded cut. So they look like gaucho pants. They Amazing. look like cowboy. Jeans. How
0: often do you wear them?
1: A couple times a week.
0: Okay. That's a lot. That's yeah, but very I mostly cool.
1: wear them on the weekend.
0: <laughs> on the two weekend days? Yeah. Very proper. Do you have a next denim purchase uh, lined up? Sandline yeah. Productions? You do? I'm,
2: I need some of the um, the Echoes Lada tie-dye jeans, the Shibori dyed ones. Those are mm-hmm. great. I don't think they're going to make the green and black dyed uh, wide jeans anymore, which is a shame because I totally slept and that was a big L. Um, but they came out with some like triple layer cake, almost uh, tie-dye jeans that they just mm-hmm. showed at their um, fall-winter uh, 2019 show. Definitely going to have to place a little P order. Well...
0: Mm, i just bought jeans so i'm not gonna buy any more jeans right now but uh, actually i'm waiting for these i have a proxy on hold waiting for arts and sciences um getting a restock in april so i'm, I'm looking forward to uh to my uh whatsapp lighting up when the, when that drop happens um as we said jeans are very personal it's all about how they make you feel and um how they make other people feel about you more importantly <laughs> So, uh, I imagine there's gonna be some strong feelings about this and feel free to DM Sam Hine and tell him how much you hate or love or, um, identify with this little jeans conversation we've had.
2: The sound off in the subreddit, which somebody started. Oh boy. By the way, shout out to that dude. I hope that this does not become a thing, but our number one lunchie started a subreddit. So if that's your thing, look it up. All right, let's do some vibes. <laughs>
0: Rachel, why don't you kick it off vibe style, vibe-wise.
1: Exotic fruits.
0: Nice one. Thanks. What's your favorite exotic fruit?
1: Pomegranate.
0: Yeah, that's a very sensual fruit.
1: Yeah, uh, I also really like figs, not dried, yeah, fresh, fresh figs. fresh figs. And the way to eat them is to recline. on a pillow and feed them to hover over your mouth and feed them to yourself one thing that's kind of a related vibe i don't know if i can do a sub vibe but the reason why i've started thinking about exotic fruits is that um you know dutch still lives Mm -hmm. have been huge for like that aesthetic has been like really big for the past three years and no one can explain why because meet. of the
0: fruit what was that Raff show in New York with yeah, the uh, the
1: sprawling banquet yeah I think that was a year ago that
0: was pretty grotesque
1: yeah that was really grotesque it's grotesque and, yeah and like dark yeah yeah. beautiful there's always like some kind of maybe like rotting yeah meat and a skull yeah a reminder of our own death
0: Oof. that's heavy Sam lighten the vibe I'm just here for the kiwis
2: <laughs> my favorite <laughs>
0: kiwis are hairy <laughs>
2: <laughs> thanks Um, My Vibe is the forthcoming issue of GQ Style. Hmm. GQ Style Spring. People have been wondering. It's coming. Where is it at? It's like actually about to drop. It is literally coming. Any day. Next week. So mark your calendars. Line up at the uh, nearest newsstand and get your hands on GQ Style Spring. It's a banger.
0: Um, My Vibe is what I'm calling the Reading 92. Can you guys guess what the Reading '92 is? It's a haircut, specifically, it's the haircut Kurt Cobain had uh, at the Reading, the famous Reading '92 show, which I've talked about here. It's an amazing uh, YouTube video. Um, but he had sort of a um, Rachel. I was showing you pictures earlier. You're gonna have to help me because I don't know how to describe hair. A it's
1: slight shaggy bang,
0: shaggy with bangs. It's it's Kurt with short hair. Uh, which are some of his best looks. And it's kind of bleached and growing out, and then he's got shaggy kind of bangs. Not quite like a bowl cut, though. It's it's like a helmet. It's like right. a full helmet.
1: Right. It's a little Oasis-esque, although Oasis yeah. came you know, a year or two yeah. after this. What's funny to me is to see him with that much of a haircut. I just can't imagine
2: him, s- him sitting da-
1: sitting down at a salon that would do that to him. It looks so good, but it's like, it's just, it looks tamed in a way that I yeah. find a little. It
0: looks very, not quite styled. Like it's not, it doesn't necessarily look like. You think he's got product in there during that show?
1: I don't think he has product. It looks like he has hat hair, though.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, uh, but it's like a real cut. There are other pictures of him with short hair that, where it really looks like he just, you can see that he just cut it himself with scissors or right. Courtney did or something. But this one, the Reading 92, is a real strong look. And I think, um, I don't know if I'm ready for it, but I'm definitely toying with it. And I think men with bangs could is like an upcoming thing. Yeah, there were men Mordecai with bangs did it recently. At, uh, it looked great, Burberry. Yeah, vanilla. One of the all-time great flavors. Controversial though, you know, it's perceived to be a little
1: vanilla. Yeah,
0: yeah. What else about vanilla? The um, color or the flavor?
1: Both. The color for sure. Yeah. In clothing, really big. Yeah. I know. White is too sharp.
0: I would like when vanilla or whatever you want to call it and white are like together.
1: I think that's a really good look.
0: Um, Helmut Lang did a lot of good vanilla, vanilla colored yeah. apparel.
2: Sam, vibe us. My vibe is the um, LVMH prize shortlist was just announced and friends of the pod, Emily Bodie and Kiko Kostadinov were on it, so good luck to them. Yeah, and not to anyone else.
0: Not to anyone else. There, there, are, there are, um a lot of good labels on that. I like that brand Phipps that was on there. I yeah.
1: like that brand too.
0: What was the other one you sent me earlier that we were looking at that looked really good with the like high fashion um, blood pressure armbands? Oh
1: shoot, I don't remember. It was a it was a Russian.
0: Yeah, some there. It's a good list to learn about new designers that you hadn't heard of before. Even us prestigious fashion editors and writers. My next vibe is the Boston-based American-made T-shirt brand called Goodware. Goodware. Have you guys ever heard of Goodware? I bet you haven't. No. Um. Uh, you know, I'm always on the hunt for new tees, new blank tees, and especially blank tees that are made in the U.S. or made in Canada or made in Japan, places with uh, high-quality output. And Goodware is one I came across. Actually, I saw it in – in japan a bunch and then it was like these are american made let me look it up they have a web shop just ordered some tees real heavyweight thick ribbed neck hole like a real structured boxy i go classic fit none of that slim soft bullshit mine is classic Could not not as sturdy as the camber heavyweight tees but sturdy 36 bucks which good deal for a main usa t-shirt um I back it. I haven't, I've only worn it once, so it remains to be seen. I haven't washed it yet, so I'll have to uh, keep you abreast of how it holds up. I will be hang drying it uh, for the first couple watches, just so you know, because I like the current shape. Don't want to disrupt that. Closing, clothes, clothes, clothes dryers, clothes, dryers, dryers are the enemy. Dryers (laughs) are the enemy of clothes.
1: I know I just said vanilla, but white turtlenecks.
0: Uh, knit. Yeah, well, like a sweater.
1: No, not necessarily a, tw- a sweater. More as like a a layer underneath, maybe a yeah. mid layer, but it looks really cool with a lot of jewelry.
0: Yeah, I've never worn a turtleneck. Sam's wearing a turtleneck right now.
1: He is, it's, it's like, like a jersey, it's like a science t-shirt. T-shirt. yeah. It's
0: like a science teacher <laughs> turtleneck. Chill. That's a great look. <laughs> People
1: always talk about art teacher looks, but yeah. they don't talk about science teacher looks.
0: Well, Sam Hyde is crushing it right now. You look good. Sam looks good. He always looks good.
2: It's our legacy. Just
0: give us a vibe. Keep it moving.
2: Um my vibe is traveling pop up shop cafe forgot, um, which is run by Great Place. Friend of the pod, Lucy Weissner. Mm -hmm. Shout out Lucy. Um and they periodically open a store in other stores, um, as pop up shops do. And they've got all kinds of young, cool, up and coming designers, like super underground. Um, such as florist uh, Lou Dallas, homies like that. So
0: I don't know anything about this. This is just you this guys is place for the is kids.
2: Amazing. they don't really
1: have men's clothing though. They're getting more men's. Okay, every
2: every shop they have a little bit more men's, and a lot of it's unisex. Don't
0: be so like gender conformist.
1: I was just curious as to why you knew about it, but it's really cool. It's the two of them went to high school together. Mm-hmm. I think they're like longtime friends, and they're very like conversational.
0: They're in there, yeah, and they to you. D-
1: they like are great at uh, like getting you to try stuff on and that's it's very good, like that's casual good. yeah
0: people should try things on more. yeah
1: and they can tell you about all the stuff that's in there
2: yeah and they just had a Sounds they, like they just my had kind like of place. A, a pop-up for literally like two days at a jewelry store and um on orchard street and i think their next one's gonna be open for a little bit longer do you know TBD. when or where i do not follow them on instagram
0: my next vibe is is pretty straightforward, um, not to be perceived as contrarian or anything like that. I think it's just a genuinely functional, smart thing to do, and that is wear socks with sandals. Love that. I think it looks cool, and I think it makes a lot of sense that even in maybe some cooler temps, you still want the ease and the look of a sandal that you just slide into, but you don't want all that exposed skin you want to be a little covered up. You could also have, like, a nice sock. Not, like, a fun sock, but, like, an interesting color or texture that goes well with your pant hem and your sandal. Like, I've been wearing these Boston – Birkenstock Boston clogs. They're shearling line. They're amazing. All black, black on black. They look like they look like they would be, like, a Rick Owens Birkenstock, but they're not. But I like wearing those with a thin sock because they're shearling line, so you don't need a heavy sock. Or whatever. Whatever your kind of sandal you like. But don't be um, – afraid of wearing socks with the sandals that got a bad rap somehow i guess it was understood that only unfashionable people would do that
1: i think that's ridiculous though because uh i think you should still wear socks with sandals in the summer not you personally one but i feel like that is a work a look that still works for one regardless of the season it's a little it's a little revealing to see someone's feet i have to say disgusting yeah
0: I was actually playing with the idea because I've always said like you, you never would ever like a man should never wear socks to work or any type of work mm-hmm. um, like environment. Oh no, nor no, should you wear shorts or tank tops. I just think you can't. There's certain parts of the body that have to be remain covered. And uh, but then I was like, would I wear? I think Boston's to work are cool, but I think I'd have to do it with a thin sock. I don't think I'd do Boston's just raw dog. Your Boston's to work. <laughs>
1: I think – but, you know, the other thing I think – But
0: that's different because your toes are covered. So I guess it's more of an open toe issue. Uh, But I was thinking about it because I recently got the Prada – I'm going to flex right now. Just bear with me. But I recently picked up the Prada Cristo, like VisVim Cristo knockoffs. They're, like, just incredible, and I want to wear them all the time everywhere. So I was really – I'm really pushing the the sock with the sandal thing, and I was like, would I do this to work? I think the answer is no because you're still seeing my – my stocking toes wiggling around in there and i think you want to keep that hidden
1: i'm okay with looking at that i have to tell you i hate fun socks like i think that yeah. the coolest thing to do is just to wear a white tube sock yeah that's what i
0: wear yeah or gray or black in some sure. situations but black
1: in some situations mostly white. just keep them
0: clean you know yeah. if your socks are brown just throw them out and get new ones if they're supposed to be white you know who you are nobody in this room of course you know what I like is that Fendi sock with the all-over Fendi F logo. Yeah, that's
2: the only good fun sock.
1: Do you guys feel like people are getting even more excited about Fendi because Karl Lagerfeld died?
0: Oh, God, probably. Um, I don't know. I feel like Fendi is on its own trajectory and is, is getting people exciting just because it's good, but I'm sure it has an effect. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a thought about that. Wallpaper. Ugh. Have you ever hung wallpaper?
1: Do I look like I hang my own
0: wallpaper? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen a wallpaper lately that you particularly love?
1: I always like twalls, but I'm now. What's that? Oh, you know, it's like. A, I don't have this like like kind a of vocabulary. R- repeating print. Um, like that's it, like a o- little old timing. oh yeah. a scene it's like a sketch scene like a and boy actually, carrying
0: a carrying a bucket of water from a right, lake to a exactly, farmhouse exactly, exactly. there's like a pony
1: and then there's like a weird kind of motif of maybe like a strange gar, like a garland in the back yeah. but Engineered Garments did a bunch of pieces with like twall and that's then right. like red checks yeah that was very cool
0: we should wallpaper the podcast studio
1: oh now you've given away that it's not wallpaper <laughs> <laughs> everyone assumed that it was
0: Sam, jump in
2: here. Um, my vibe is Vince Staples. Oh, my God. Because he Whoa, legend came out with the only good take on that I've seen on Barack Obama's bomber jacket, which was, and I quote, it just had a number on it. People are easily pleased nowadays. What am I supposed to say? He had on a black bomber jacket, and they had the number 44 on the sleeve. What the fuck did that mean?
0: People are yep. definitely – what did he say? People are easily
2: – people are easily pleased nowadays
0: people are easily pleased nowadays is that that hit that went deep for me
1: i'm not easily pleased
0: i'm never pleased nope. i refuse to be pleased especially after reading that don't be so easily pleased
2: you know expect more of your fits
0: it's cuz everyone wants to be popular and everyone wants their stuff to be po- their content to be popular which i'm I think it's better not so in favor. It's
1: better to have unpopular content. Yeah, I would. I think it's cool when I find someone on Instagram or Twitter and they don't have that many followers.
0: Well, it's absolutely cool to feel like you're discovering something. Also, to feel like here's someone who's talking to no one. No, it's not (laughs) that I feel
1: like I've discovered something. It's that like, oh, no one understands this person. Amazing.
0: Yeah. Oh, this person's like not funny or interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. going to spend some time with them.
2: I like people who stay, who, who attempt to stay unverified. Are you unverified? I'm unverified. Is I'm that by sh- choice? I should get
0: unverified. I have no idea
1: why I'm not verified. I thought you were verified. <laughs> no, I'm not.
2: Ouch. I,
0: I had her unverified. <laughs> you know, I don't. De- are you the cops,
2: dude? I don't
0: know. Defrocked. I think it's weird when you see people who have, like, 120 followers and have tweeted 35,000 times. Yes, obviously. That's weird, That means they're
2: just insane. Yeah.
1: I just always thought, like, when I would go to Couture Week, Mm -hmm. I would be posting these insane Instagrams, like, nonstop. And I had, like, 1,500 followers. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, I would die to come across this account. So I would...
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're the model for your so own. So I would
1: log out and then pretend that I was coming ac- across my own content for the first time with fresh eyes, and it stunned me even more.
0: Do you guys have more? Of- oh, I have another vibe. Uh, Gunna's uh, Drip or Drown 2 album art. Incredible. Just phenomenal. It's Gunna underwater, like deeply submerged in, like I guess, the bottom of a pool, but it's not clear, uh, fully clothed, sunglasses on, holding an umbrella, there's nude women
1: in the back, yeah, in
0: the background, sort of like kind of cannonballing and diving into the water. Uh, it's just an iconic piece of art, and I rarely think twice about album art. But Offset, I think his album released the same day, and also had a great cover, more of like a family portrait style sort of thing. But it was the Gunna Drip or Drown two that really. Really took me, and I couldn't find any information about the making of it. I've, I I tried to do some research to say who designed the the art, and I couldn't find anything. Do you want me to
1: enlighten you? Yeah. So I don't know who took the photograph, but uh, when he released the album cover, it was like the day before I interviewed him a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we talked about. And that. a lot of this people, is a gunna fan pod. A lot of people were like. Oh wow! You photoshopped yourself underwater because he looks so stoic underwater. Yeah. But in fact, he clarified that he was actually underwater. He, that's a real yes. photo. It's really underwater. Oh, what is he wearing? I think isn't he wearing like a an LV jacket or something?
2: It's hard to tell. He's it's wearing like cardiac glasses. Print, I yeah,
1: guess. and like a logo print jacket of some kind. He's of thing.
0: wearing some something very fresh. But
2: what I, I get, what tell I think
1: what. is cool about it though, is that it's almost like he's drowning. It's called dripper drown. Well, he dripped so hard that he
0: filled a pool and now he's drowning in it. Yeah. Drowning in his own drip. Yeah, as we are.
1: That's like having gout. That's (laughs) what having gout is.
0: (laughs) Episode 49 in the books. Thank you, as always, for being here to listen to us talk about John's and drip and um, tell a friend about the podcast. Write a review. Subscribe. Check out check out our articles on GQ.com. Look out for GQ Style Spring issue hitting newsstands imminently. Cover dropping imminently. Imminently. Um, DM Sam and all your feedback. Anyway, yeah. Thanks for listening. See you next time.